Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. John chapter 2, verse 1. Let's get in the Word. Uh, John chapter 2, reading from the New King James, which is the translation the Apostle Paul used. So let's have a look at this. It says, on the third day, how many know good things seem to happen on the third day? It says, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Somebody say invited. And when they ran out of wine, which is never good, the mother of Jesus said to him, you shouldn't laugh at that, we're Christians here. The, the, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, that's definitely a great way to address your mother, really, isn't it? He says, woman, and I'll explain that in a minute. What, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I mean, that's good advice to live by right there. And, and, and verse 6 says, now... Now there, so now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now, take it to the master or the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water, the water, the water, the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, in brackets, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. I love this verse 11. This is powerful. It says this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum. He, his mother, his brothers and his disciples, and they did not stay there uh, many days. I want to use for a uh, 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 thought tonight. I just want to preach a few minutes and stir your faith, really to believe for, for what God can do uh, in your life, in this house, in this church, but also in your own everyday life. I, I want to have a look at the idea of when Jesus comes to the party, when Jesus comes to the party. I, I, this, this wasn't just the greatest uh, party trick that has ever been done. I mean, I mean, if Jesus went about doing this all the time, he would have been invited to a lot of weddings. And so, but in this case, it, w- it wasn't really about that. This miracle set up Jesus' earthly ministry. This catapulted him into three and a half years of ministry that no human being can even touch. I mean, I guess not only did he walk on water and, and, and pull Lazarus, who had died out of a tomb and, and, and do great miracles and all of those things, but he also died on Calvary, uh, descended to hell, ascended to heaven, uh, paid the debt that man owed and rose again to life that you and I may have salvation and live in the grace of God. This wasn't just a, a, an ordinary kind of miracle. Somebody's got a problem. God's made it better. This was probably one of the most defining miracles in the Bible because of what is contained within this miracle. The Bible says in the book of John that this was the beginning of the ministry of signs and wonders of Jesus. The, the Bible says uh, this was the moment where he manifested, he demonstrated his glory, his weight, his splendor, his authority. This is 
the moment that it was revealed. And, and we see within this miracle, and I'm just sort of setting this up a little bit, then we'll uh, break it down a, l- a little bit. But we see in this miracle that Jesus, he didn't just turn water to wine and that was a miracle. Often we can come to these narratives in scripture and see a few miracles and go, okay, that was a great miracle. Cool. There was actually always more going on. The Bible talks about the unsearchable riches of, of Christ. When it, when it, whenever Jesus is doing something, whenever the Holy Spirit is doing something, there's always more than meets the eye. I want to show you this uh, for just a minute because we see this miracle and within this miracle, we see some facets of Jesus, some wonders of his person. The first thing we see is we see his authority. And I'll show you why we see his authority because he turned water into wine. It's not just changing the color of liquid. This is changing the molecular structure of what was in those pots. It went from H2O to CH3, CH2OH. I know, I've studied this. Which, my friends, would be two carbons, six hydrons, and one... Hydrons, hydrons, hydrogens. Hydrons, it's a new one. You can get it at Walmart for three bucks. And one oxygen. It's interesting. I am not a scientist, but I married one. My wife is a fully qualified biology, chemistry, and maths teacher. Me, I failed my Holy Spirit exam in Bible college, and now I tell the world about the power of the Holy Ghost. That's my job. Thank God for grace. But one thing that I do know about this is that if there are no carbon atoms, molecules, one of the, whichever it is, you take it by faith. You need to get a word for yourself. Don't rely on this preacher. I'm here to open a door. This is where you need to know. If there's no carbon atoms, it means it's not a living thing. The minute there's carbon, it becomes a living thing. He demonstrated his authority over the molecular structure of this water. He turned it into wine, but he also turned it from a dead thing to a living thing. But Pastor Jabin, there wasn't one carbon atom. There was two, because he's not just a God of life, he's a God of life and life more abundantly. And that's the miracle he did. He turns water into wine. Water into wine is not like turning uh, water into Kool-Aid. It's like turning a car into a kangaroo. They're completely (laughs) different things. If he can change the cells of water and turn them into wine, he can change cancer cells into a healed body by the grace of God. I'm telling you, he is a God who has authority. He can just meddle with stuff. God, God's quite allowed. He can interfere with what he created. If it's not working, he can fix it because this miracle reveals the fact that he has Oh, man. So I'm getting happy a little bit. My right leg will start to go, and we can't have that on Monday night. We're just, just getting to know each other. Just wait a couple of months. While we're on the subject, and for the two of you taking notes, I want you to get this. this. Not only did he demonstrate authority over matter, but he shows us that he has authority over time. Now, I'm not... Uh, I'm not a winemaker, but what I, what I can tell you is if you get a seed planted in the ground, harvest the seed, get some grapes, do what you do to the grapes and keep them where they get kept in order to be a good wine, like just, just a good solid bottle of red wine. And some people say it wasn't alcoholic wine, nonsense, it was wine. Uh, 
It's crazy. Jesus turns water to wine, and then the church has been trying to turn it back to water for 2,000 years. It was wine. People say, no, it wasn't. Paul says, Timothy, take some wine for your stomach. And then he says, don't be drunk with wine in Ephesians. I mean, we can't pick and choose. If it's not wine, you can, anyway, moving on. I'm not saying you can drink it. I'm just making a point. It's between you and the Lord. And we have a don't ask, don't tell policy around that. It take, listen to this. This is the word I have for you. You've got to get it. It takes four years to take a seed to wine. Jesus didn't just change water to wine. He didn't just change a molecular structure. He just showed us that he can do in one second, which should take four years. I just feel like that's a word for City Light Church, that what, what should take four years, God can do in just one moment. Why? Because he is a supernatural God who lives outside of the boundaries of time. Oh man, I'm preaching myself happy tonight in, in the name of Jesus. Can you just make, if you believe it, give God a praise for like three seconds. I mean... That's enough. But this wasn't some $3 box wine, Pastor Jabin, from Walmart. This was the best wine. I did research, aka Google. Takes seven years. This is an impossible situation. Where pots of water turned to wine in a moment of time. Man, does that not let you know how big God is? But let's just go a bit deeper. He proves he's got authority over time. But then he proves he cares about our own stuff. Because he goes to a wedding. There's a stingy bridegroom who went cheapo and didn't buy what he needed to buy. But here's the problem. You might go, well, that's funny. But here's the reality. In those times, that would end him up in court where the father of the bride would take the father of the groom to court, sue him for the cost, and nullify the marriage to his daughter. And Jesus happened to be there, and God in his grace, so we see his authority, we see his grace. He hooked the brother up. He covered his brother up. His brother was a sting, and he says, you know what, I've got your back. You might mess up, but God's got your back. And if that's not enough, if that's not enough, we see, we see his provision. 180 gallons of wine. Once again, I did some maths. Equal to 750 bottles of wine. That's a good gift. I've been, I'm inviting Jesus to my wedding. I'd just have a wedding just for the present. I marry the same person again because it's going well. So I did, I did some maths. I did. A good bottle of wine. Again, not box wine, good wine. $1,000. I've seen wine. I saw in a menu here in Vegas years ago, $14,000 for a bottle of wine. I bought it. (laughs) Didn't really. I was actually impressed. Denny's have good wine these days. I mean, they really. It's very good. But do you know, here's the thing. Can I tell you, I feel the power of God in the house, man. I feel his presence. Because you start talking about what God can do. He goes, all right, I'll turn up and do it. You know, I just changed some things. But he, here's the thing. I did the maths. Let's, uh, the best one, let's call it a grand. But let's just, for the sake of argument, let's be conservative and call it $100. Okay. 
Jesus brings a $75,000 gift to that wedding. Why? Because he shows his authority in his miracles, but he shows us his grace. He shows us his kindness. Now, this was the perfect situation for the manifestation of the glory of God. In other words, for the ministry of Jesus to begin. And I see six things in this story, and I'm going to move through them quick. I'd love you to write these down. If you've got an iPhone, write them down. If you've got a Samsung, we're going to receive an offering for you tonight. Just, <laughs> we're going to believe God. And you know, whenever I make the joke, the Samsung is in the house. They just look like, <laughs> I won't conform. Uh, don't you send me a green text. I, 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 don't, I can't read them. And, this is green. Jesus, this is, this, is, this is one of these moments where the earthly ministry of Jesus began because the conditions were perfect for him to go, all right, let's do this. And to create, we can look at these narratives and there's truth about who God is that we see in these narratives, but we can also pull principles from within them. Let me give you, let me give you a few things that I see in this story that we can even apply to our life uh, that, that creates space. For God to manifest his glory. How many want God to manifest himself in your life? I'm talking about all the manifestation, a demonstration of God's power in your life. There's ingredients, there's an atmosphere that we can create for God to turn the waters of our life into wine. The first one I see in the scripture, number one, is an invitation. Had Jesus not been invited, how would, it, how would he have done the miracle? I mean, he can do miracles. We know he said a word, but he wouldn't have known. And you know, too often as Christians, I find that we get Jesus involved when the problems start. You know, we, we, we don't invite Jesus to the party, but when we run out of wine, oh, we'd better text Jesus, send him a quick Facebook invite and just make sure he can get... We've we got to understand, the reason that miracle happened was Jesus was already there. And you know, living the Christian life is not naming the name of Jesus, uh, going to church and, and doing all that. It's actually being totally yielded to the will and purpose of God for your life. So if it's a no with God, it's a no with me. If it's a yes with God, being in step with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, doesn't mean you walking in the Spirit follows. It means following the leading of God's Spirit. It's inviting God to be the captain of your life. Do you know what I thank God about this church? You can feel it. You can see it. That Jesus was the first member that seems to have joined this church church. I mean, I mean, everything that's happened here is by the supernatural hand of God. There's miracle after miracle after miracle. I don't know any pastor that r rings up another pastor of a church that says, use our building to help get saved. You're sitting in a miracle even right now. I mean, if this is where I lived, I'd be like, no way. Not using my church. I'm protecting my patch here. Thank you very much. Can I tell you, Jesus is here. He's been invited. If you invite him into the center of your life, watch and see the miracles of God. Can you say amen on a Monday night? Oh, Jesus, man, I'm getting... Jesus likes a good party, by the way. He made it law. God made it the law. The law. You have to have an eight-day party and eat yourself to a point of shame. You know when you eat a little bit and it's like, oh, I've eaten a bit too much. And then you're like, you're eating and you're definitely in a car behind a fast food restaurant by yourself. It's like that shame level of eating. I've never done that. I've just seen documentaries. It's kingdom isn't righteousness and peace. It's, it's, uh, meat and drink. It is righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices when one sinner 
comes back to Jesus. Can I tell you, Jesus isn't going to put out, he's not the party pooper. He's the life in which every good celebration we have. Make sure Jesus is invited to every season of your life. Because when he's there, you've got the winemaker and he's there. Let's have a look. Number two, I love this. Uh, uh, Here's another ingredient for the manifest power of God. Number two is a problem. Somebody say a problem. Can I say they had a problem? They ran out of wine. There was a problem. I think City Light Church has a problem. Church is starting on the 21st of January. And we don't have a building yet. It's a problem. There's a problem. There's a campus God wants to start in Reno and no one seems to be on board. That's a problem. And Jay Hubbard might be the campus pastor of Reno. The Hoover Dam campus. They're really the only three places in Nevada that I know. Is that the only three? Yeah, moving along. Let's just keep going. I'm submitted to the senior pastor in whom I serve. There's a problem. They ran out of wine. That's a problem. For some of you, that's a big problem. But you know something? You read all through the Gospels, it seems like every miracle that took place was in response to a problem. They ran out of wine. Problem. Jesus turns water into wine. Answer. Problem. A woman had an issue of blood. Answer. Jesus was passing by. Problem. Mankind needed a saviour. Answer. Mary falls pregnant supernaturally and gives birth to the saviour of the world. Problem. 5,000 people haven't got lunch. Answer. Jesus steals a boy's lunch. (laughs) Feeds 5,000 people and just because of the inconvenience gives him 12 baskets left over. That seems to be the nature of God. You might be here and say, I've got a lot of problems. I'm not saying you're saying that about me. I'm saying you're saying that about yourself. You know, some mornings I'll get up and I think, man, I've got a lot of problems. I feel like God says, well, that's good, I can use you. Because where, where there's problems, I get glory. Because I, I'm the God who takes people with problems and I do miracles in their lives. We don't have a building for City Light Church, but we do have a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's a God of provision and a God of blessing. Your problem might be you're not smart enough. You're not good looking enough, not educated enough, not well enough. You might be sick, broke, one leg. I don't know what what you're going through. Maybe your cat got the flu. I don't know what the situation is. But what I do know, your life might be full of problems. But what I do know is God's the answer. If you've invited him, you've got the great problem solver. In your midst, his name is is Jesus. Number number three, we we see a voice and it's a a bit of a random voice because in some ways you would have thought Mary would have known better. I'm a Protestant and so of course I don't pray to Mary uh, at all. It's my conviction that I don't. But can I say this? I also think Mary does deserve some kind of respect because uh, if she's carrying the fullness of the Godhead bodily within her, I think she's going to step into some kind of anointing. I mean, you can't, you can't have Jesus on the inside of you and not become somebody that's fairly... Su- I mean, I know when Jesus came inside of me, things changed. And so Mary, she, she could sense in the Spirit. She was prophetic. She had an edge on her life. She knew that this was Jesus' time to manifest His glory. I don't know if He'd asked, asked Him different times. But she never told Him what to do. She just presented a problem and trusted the sovereignty of God trusted God with it. He said, I'm bringing it to you. Maybe he didn't fully submit in the very early part to his mother, but he definitely consulted his father. 
And there was a moment where what mother was saying and heavenly father was saying and, and destiny happened. And so he did uh, what, what, what she said to do. Faith has a voice. Faith brings stuff to Jesus. Can I tell you, this church has a problem. It doesn't have a building. But can I tell you, it, it, God's bigger than that. But can, you, you can be that voice. Say, hey, God, do it. What, and, but then Mary turns around and says, whatever he says to do, do it. The best advice ever given. I mean, Mary's a legend. What a thing to say to a bunch of servants that didn't even know Jesus. Whatever he says to do, do it. I, I think that's what it takes to get a church established. Whatever God needs us to do, we've got to do it. Might not be easy. Might involve sacrifice. But hey, you only live once. And I wasn't trying to do a YOLO then either. Uh, that was like, just an accident. You do only live once. You've got one chance to crack this city for the glory of God. When you stand before God, don't be all like, yeah, we attended sea life. Why don't you stand before God and go, I'm pretty much the reason this thing happened. <laughs> I don't know why Pastor Jabin's got that mansion over the hilltop. I need something bigger because I work very, very, very hard, I tell you. Faith has a voice. It's not passive. Faith takes ground for the kingdom of God. There's a voice. We see a voice. And then let's go on for a minute. Number four, we see a container. I love it. I heard one preacher say God's miracles are always set in stone. Stone pots. 180 gallons worth of stone pots. A container. You know, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're going to pray at the end and, 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 and God's good. But this is what I want to say. It's so important we forge within ourselves the ability to contain what God wants to do in our lives. Some of us want provision, but we've never forged that with our giving. We've never forged that in our tithing and sowing into the work of God to create a space for God to fill. We've never forged, uh, dug wells within ourselves in prayer or sacrifice or servanthood. And I want to encourage you, this is such a season in the early days of this church. Uh, We'll never have these days again where we can serve God. But while serving God, we're building a container for Vegas, but we're also building a container within ourselves to receive all that God has for us. You know, the Bible talks about trusting the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. He says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase. And he says, and your barns will overflow. I was saying that to our church the other day, Pastor Jabin, and it occurred to me that for God to fill my barns, I need to get a barn. A barn. Uh, a barn. A barn. You need a barn. Do, do you know? Then I thought, oh, I don't even have enough land at the back of my house for a barn. And then it dawned on me, God doesn't want to just fill my house. He wants to fill an extra place of supply, which involves greater capacity to receive. This is the way God works. Let's, let's be containers for what God has, containers for his anointing. Number four, number five, uh, this is a word I made up. It's not a real word uh, because I, I, I try to find the word. There is no word. These servants, they drew the water from the pots and it was made wine. So one of the, one of the ingredients for this miracle is a drawer, a drawer, a drawer of wine. It's interesting. The Bible says, can we get the scripture back up here? Is that okay? I don't, I don't know if we can. I know, I know I'm springing it on you. If we can't, I'll just read it. But in, in the book of John, it says, it says this in, in verse number eight. Just look in your Bibles. It's fine. He said to them, draw some out now. Take it to the master of the feast. When they took it, the master of the feast tasted the water. Listen, that was made wine. He tasted water. That was made wine and did not know where it came from. Listen to this. But the servants, listen, who had drawn the water. It doesn't say they drew wine. 
Now, I don't fully know what to make of that chronologically, but it seems to me the Bible made it very clear. It just wanted to show it was not until it was drawn in the pots it was water. It wasn't until there was obedience to draw something out of it. You might look at City Light Church and say, man, this is some good water here. It's not until you draw what God's actually deposited in this, you're going to pull the wine out of this church. You're going to pull that living thing. It's going to come into your life. Let's be drawers of God's power and presence in our hearts and in our lives. Make room, capacity in your giving, in your confession, in your openness to the Spirit of God. Make room. If you make room for God's anointing, God's anointing will make room for you. It's my last thought. Maybe if Sister Keyboard could come. You're amazing. Rochelle. I'm just meeting everybody. She wasn't wearing a name tag. I know. It was noticed. I will be raising this at the first board meeting, Pastor Javen. On the agenda. Second thing on the agenda is a pay rise for board members. That's the. Uh, that's a joke. I don't get anything, by the way. Sorry. Moving right along. I think my name just got on the agenda for the next board meeting too. Removal of our first board member, David. Finally, see when she plays, everything sounds far more spiritual, doesn't it? It's beautiful. Final thing is this: Master of the Feast. He said. You've saved the best wine until now. You see, this is the thing. They give the good wine first because they carouse, they drink. And these aren't believers. We're not talking about Christians. I'm talking about the people who are at the, at, at the wedding. And they're drunk to a point where why bring the good stuff out when they've already had an intoxicating experience with the, with the wine that they have? Some people, some people think this is a wonderful story. I actually think it's one of the great tragic stories in the Bible. And I'll tell you why. The only people that knew Jesus was that party were the servants, were some disciples, and, were, and it was Mary. Everyone else tasted great wine. They were too inebriated. They were too intoxicated on what they were doing to realize the winemaker had been in the place. Sometimes I think we can get even like that with church. We're so obsessed with church, 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 serving. That's why people get burnt out. If if you're just drinking the wine, but your eyes aren't on the winemaker. There's a winemaker who's the head of this church. I want to encourage you. Some people healing. I need healing. No, no, no. You need to meet the healer. I I, I need provision. No, you need to meet the provider. I I need that wine. No, you need to meet the winemaker. And he's real and he's alive. And you know, in this room tonight, I, I really do believe that Firstly, I, in my role in, in South Australia, just with the group of churches, I mean, I see church plants all the time. This is, this is different. There's a grace on this. for It's going to touch the world. This, this thing is going to touch the whole world. And it, it, the sparks are going to flow. I know, I know everybody makes a joke. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Then they say, well, what happens in Vegas? here is not going to stay in Vegas. But it's not. Because this church, the church is going to impact America. And we're living in a day, I think, I think the church more than ever before needs to stand up and be what God's called her to be. But I want to encourage you, let's not just get so intoxicated in our own lives that we miss what the winemaker wants to do. It's not the happiest story in the Bible, Pastor Jay, but it's a tragedy. Because you don't read of one salvation. You don't read of one person confessing Christ as Lord. The disciples had greater faith. He stepped into ministry. It was great for Jesus Ministries International. 
but it wasn't a great day in terms of a win for Jesus. I wonder if he left disappointed. Yeah, they drank my wine, but I didn't realize I, I made it for him. I wonder if, if maybe he, he looks at us sometimes, they, they, they breathe my air, they drink my water, but do they still look up to the hills and see where their help comes from and know, know that God is good and God's mercy endures forever? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for this church. I know you're seated. Stay seated. It's good. But I'd love you to, to lift your hands. You might not be a hand lifter kind of church attender. You, 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 we, we encourage either full lift, half mast is fine. Down by the side is okay. Even in the pockets with a wiggle from side to side. Eyes closed. You can have one eye closed, one eye open. I peek during prayer because I want to see if something supernatural is happening. And I just check out what's going on. However you want to respond. But this is what I'd love you to do is open your heart and get your eyes on the winemaker. His name's Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the presence of God, our Father in heaven. Lord, I just ask you that you, uh, that you would touch this house. Let people know that what they might be doing is dragging some pots. This is a season of sacrifice. But there are great miracles on the other side of the sacrifice. And Lord God, I remind everyone tonight, just as I close, that we serve a God who in one moment can do a quickened work where what could take 10 years of building. I feel like Pastor Jabin, even a year from now, people are going to go, man, this church feels like it's got the depth of a church that's 10 years old. The resource, the staff, the people, the strength. Why? Because there's, the, the hour is urgent and the church needs to accelerate what God's doing on this planet. And I feel like God is going to speed up this work by the grace of God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I pray for City Light Church. Lord, let a mighty anointing come upon this place. Lord, let this be alive with the fire of your spirit. Lord God, let faith be in this place. Lord, I pray this church would never worry about finance, but God, you would provide every step of the way. Be El Shaddai in this church. And Lord God, we give you all the honor. Lord God, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, Amen. Thank you so much for letting me preach. God bless you. Come on, let's put our hands together and thank Pastor David. Thank you so much. Brilliant. We, we received that in Jesus' name. You know,